The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. A number of years ago, and this morning I didn't say the names of the people, now as well I won't, there was a well-known Oscar from New York, the East Coast, that had to come here to LA to the City of Hope Hospital to go through a bone marrow transplant. After that, you stay 100 days near the hospital, one does, in case they're needed to be called back. This well-known Oscar, who since passed away, came here for the procedure, City of Hope in LA, successfully. Two of his friends in New York, a friend of mine named Simcha and another said, let's fly out to Los Angeles to visit our friend. It was about day 50 or 60, and they went. While the three were schmoozing, not far from where we are here, this one who underwent the transplant said, you know, he just came from Yerushalayim and he needs the transplant as well. And this person was a Kayin. Let's go to City of Hope Hospital and give words of encouragement to Birchus Kayin. The three got into the car and they went. Unfortunately, when they got there, they were too late. The procedure took place half an hour earlier and it had happened already. They were dejected because they wanted to give words of encouragement and they couldn't. So they started to leave. As they're heading towards the door, like right there, they hear somebody calling them, they turn around, it's the head nurse, it's a male nurse in, the six, in his 60s, and he says, you three, to the Orthodox Jews, I need you people to do me a favor. This, this man is from Jerusalem. Whenever the last 40 years somebody comes for a bone marrow transplant, I tell them before the procedure what to anticipate and expect. They won't have any strength, They'll feel more dead than alive. They'll lie there listlessly, lifelessly, but they shouldn't worry because really, they'll eventually be okay after about two to three days. But because of the language barrier, he only speaks Hebrew, I only speak English for the first time. I couldn't tell the patient what I wanted to. His wife is over there. Could you call her over and tell her not to worry that her husband for about two to three days will look more dead than alive, listless, lifeless, no strength, but she shouldn't worry. As he's giving the message to the three of them, they're looking past him through a glass wall, and they're white like a sheet, white like a ghost. He turns around to see what's the matter with the three, and he starts shrieking. It's not possible! It's not possible! That year from Yerushalayim, who had the transplant half an hour earlier, they watched with their own eyes. He slowly and methodically took his feet out of bed, and he stood up, albeit slowly. He held on to the IV pole, and he walked to the cabinet where his clothing was. He opened it up. He put on his Bieber hat. He walked to the sink to wash the tilas yadayim and then walked back into bed and slowly continued lying down. They were white, and he was shrieking, it's not possible! My friend Simcha turned to the male nurse, experienced 40 years of doing this, and said, there's two possible explanations for what just happened. Number one, we witnessed a one in 10 million miracle. Or number two, it's the first time, your own admission, that you couldn't first, because of the language barrier, convey to the patient what he couldn't do. Maybe because you didn't tell him what he couldn't do, 
He was able to do it. Because maybe if you keep telling somebody you can't, you won't, you can't, you won't, you can't, you won't, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. But because of the language barrier, you admitted it was the first time you couldn't convey what he wouldn't be able to do. Granted, he never said it maliciously, but we know it's true. If we're constantly bombarded and told you can't, you won't, you can't, you won't, consciously, subconsciously, subliminally, we don't because we don't believe we can. He took upon himself, he broke down into tears, and he took upon himself never to convey that message to the patient because it will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. The one and only time, because of a language barrier, couldn't tell it to a patient, the patient didn't know he was supposed to feel dead for three days. So he didn't know, so half an hour later, he got up, put on his beaver hat, and keeps the tears to die. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. StoriesToInspire.org.